Welcome to the Matrix Minute, a podcast where we discuss the first film one minute at a time because we just love this movie, you know? Hi, I'm Phil. I'm back. It's minute 42, and this is the second time that Lawrence Fishburne plays a captain of a ship. Last time was in Event Horizon. Oh! Hello, everyone. My name is Jake, and I never have trivia. You never do. You never no. prepare, Jacob. You never prepare. I'm sorry. Tim, what about you? We appreciate you, Jacob. Um, I'm Tim, and I just returned from a beer expo where I tried nine different craft beers. So I apologize if I can't speak words properly. <laughs> and with us is yet another guest. And this time, it's a guest that has uh, been doing this as well. Part of the Movies by Minutes sort of like, what is it, movement, could you say? Perhaps something like that? Revolution. It's Gary Roby. Hello. Is it Robbie? It's Roby. You got it right the first time. I am Woo! I'm awesome. so delighted. Yes. I'm so glad. Welcome aboard. Well, welcome aboard. We Thanks for having me. Have you. And you do shinkin', uh, shinkin Ferris Bueller Minute. Mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller's Minute Off, I think it is. Yes. Uh, as right. well as Harry Potter Minute, which is on break right now, but that's coming back pretty soon. Yeah. Wait, it's you doing the Harry great. Potters? Oh, yeah. It's yeah, them. we did uh, we did Sorcerer's Stone over the last year. We wrapped that in like June. And I think November is our goal for Chamber of Secrets. So I have a question, that's a though. a big commitment, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's going to that take a while, man. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for I'm this? I'm kind of excited about it. It's, it's interesting because we're taking breaks between each season and doing other things. It feels like waiting for the next book to come out or waiting for the ah, next movie when we're on break. That's a good point. And so this, there's this like anticipation. I'm, I'm so eager to like go back and just like really dig through the next one, you know? Right. And, and are you like a big fan of the movies or like, what's your angle there on that? You, you know, like, oh. I, I was a huge fan of the books, right? Growing up, I, I mm-hmm. went and got all the midnight releases when the books came out. And then I went and saw the movies the weekends that those came out. And uh, it's probably been... I don't think I've reread the series since Deathly Hallows released. Dude, that's like 10 years but, ago. Yeah, that's a while ago. I know, I know, I know. Don't tell me that. That's you crazy. Should, you should go. <laughs> okay. you should but go. It was yesterday, good. I think. But I read, um, or I've, I've seen the movies countless times. I revisit them a couple times a year, I think. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's been fun. We have a, a weekend edition that we've been doing for Harry Potter where we're going through the books chapter by chapter. And so it's a nice excuse to go back and reread those and, and kind of compare what's going on between the two stories. Yeah, and also like get yeah. information it's fun. for it's the a lot minutes. Of fun. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But this isn't about Harry Potter, unfortunately. No. This is about... I got no. some questions, yeah. but I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave this it is about me. the Matrix, <laughs> and this is the universal question that we have to ask everyone who is brought to our podcast. Um, Has Neo... Visited Hogwarts <laughs> in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> is Neo wizard? Maybe. Is he? Is is he an animagus? Hmm. Wait, okay. So which house would, so, would Neo go to? I think Neo would be a Gryffindor. Really? Oh, yeah, yes. Obviously, Gryffindor, obviously this yeah. is yes. He's he's the one, the hero. The and Morpheus. Morpheus like a um, Ravenclaw. He's a. No, he's a Hufflepuff, I think I'd put Morpheus Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah, I think well, Ravenclaw. Yeah, Ravenclaw. I but then again, his I think Trinity would be a, uh, a Gryffindor too. Though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess they're the heroes. Maybe Switch would be yeah. Hufflepuff. Uh, come on, what? Switch I could see that. Mouse is a Hufflepuff. Yeah, Mouse, Mouse is, is totally a, a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. <laughs> he's the Hufflepuffiest. He, he was born. Yep. Yeah, to puff and huff. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that that? That sounds the... like a drug, my friend. The yeah, old puff is. and huff. The, the old huff and puff. <laughs> um, so. 
What were you going to say? Are you Nothing. Talking? I was just making <laughs> stupid jokes. I just wanted to say, how were you introduced to The Matrix? And what does it um, mean to you? I, f- I don't know. This feels like a big confession. It's not like a huge thing. But <laughs> I think I think The Matrix was the first R-rated movie I watched. Oh, okay. um, awesome. Because I was eight, I think, when the movie came out. And... I, of course, wasn't allowed to watch it, right? My my no. mom worked at a Blockbuster, though, so she, like, rented Dude. it when it came out. And so I remember, like, not being, like, I'm supposed to be in bed, and they're watching it downstairs, and I remember, like, sitting on the staircase, like, peeking over and just, like, watching it from behind them <laughs> and not understanding anything, really. But it was kind of this mind-blowing thing, and and it was yeah. a movie that I, that I watched a lot growing up. I feel like it influenced a lot of like my interests in not only technology and like the, especially now with like AI and virtual reality stuff like happening, but also like, like philosophy as well. Like Mm -hmm. what is real and how can we, I think I missed it. Was it, I don't know if it's last week. Yeah. I think it was last week on your show. The, uh, what is real if, if uh, if reality is just electrical signals interpreted by your brain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good introductory um, yeah. thing. Yeah, it's, sort, it's to, sort of like Philosophy 101. It's like, it's like my first philosophy movie to yeah. watch. Yes. You yeah. know, and mm-hmm. an introduction. Which is nice because like, the ideas, I think, are kind of clear. Like, yeah. you can tell they're asking these questions. Very standard. Well, like, so you grew up in The Matrix. Mm-hmm. So you, you watched okay. it as a kid, right? Yeah. But then when the sequels came out... <laughs> <laughs> I... I enjoyed the sequels. I still don't think I was old enough to really conceptually like understand what was going on. Yeah. And then it took me, I don't think it was until after I graduated that I went back and rewatched them. So within the last like six or seven years and now like I, because I knew I was going to be on the show and I've been really excited. I've been watching the movies and fantastic. like fantastic. You're doing your homework. Kind of digging we into appreciate that. You are awesome. You are more dedicated than I am. And I'm a, as a so as a movies by minute. <laughs> I mean, true. it's because it's because I'm the one that does all this for our show. Cause, cause Victoria, as much as I love her and she's a great co-host, like she just rolls up and just drops this amazing knowledge mm. that she doesn't have to look up. And I'm just like, how do you do this? It blows my <laughs> mind. So me, I'm just wow. like watching everything and reading everything and trying awesome. to, yeah, from what I remember, kind of immerse said, myself in it. Yeah. You said you watched the first Harry Potter movie like at least a dozen times oh my goodness <laughs> to be able to uh, just that's 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 not no that's no i don't know cash, if i'll do yeah. that for chamber of secrets no i don't think but i think it was because i was it was the first first you know it was the first movies by minutes show that we started and right. uh we knew that that scott corelli from dueling genre had offered us a, a spot on the show like on their network and so cool. i really really wanted to be Back to the Future Minute was one of the first ones I started listening to. And so I really wanted to do it right. Kind of, I wanted to sound like I knew what I was talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I don't know. I've definitely good. like good eased call. off of that a bit, I think. Yeah. Join the chill side. But yeah. I think you also probably change your approach. The more you do it, you kind of learn new things and figure out new ways to do yeah, the exactly. podcast and stuff like that. So it always ends up being something different than you expected, basically. Mm-hmm. I would sure. say. Absolutely. So, yeah. Awesome. So that's the Matrix. That's the Matrix as told by Gary Roby. Oh boy! <laughs> All right, well, yeah. cool. Well, I before think we, we get into we... the minute, probably. If you yeah, I... would like, yes, yes, it's all yes. good. Yes. Are we all good. Let's do it. All right, let's do awesome. it. Awesome. This is minute forty-two, and in minute forty-two, Morpheus's history lesson continues as he tells Neo about the singular consciousness that spawned an entire race of machines. 
No one knows who struck first, us or them, but they know it was them that darkened the sky, believing the solar-powered machines would be destroyed. The machines eventually won and took humans in as their own power source instead. Morpheus explains the capacity of the human body's energy as we see the machines growing human embryos in a sickeningly insect-like construct. And this is Minute 42, and it's the meaning of life, but it's also a really, really big uh, episode that we might spend hours talking about. I hope you're ready, Gary. Seven and a half hours, in fact. Are you ready, Gary? I'm very ready. I'm so ready. (laughs) I was born ready. (laughs) I'm kidding. All right, so welcome. Where do we begin? All right, so um, this is Morpheus's huge, big history lesson. And uh, and it's only one minute long, so that's very good. Congrats on you know, <laughs> condensing that so so quickly. How can you even begin talking about this when this is sort of like the history lesson of how the machines and the humans fought against each other? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, what happens in the movie right now is that he's honestly just telling us bits and pieces of information. Um, and it just, in a few sentences, you get the big picture. But what they did was, and now you can't really talk about this without talking about the Animatrix and the mm-hmm. Second Renaissance, which is, you know, the two animated segments that came out when um, they released the Animatrix, and it was uh, something to be a sort of backstory to. Have you seen the Animatrix maybe, Gary? Yes, yes, I have. Okay, sweet. Especially recently, because I know you're really good at um, doing your research here, which is great because I'm not the only one. I have help. <laughs> you have a buddy. I have allies. Yes, yes. yes. I, uh, I have the rewatched, recently rewatched the Animatrix. Uh, actually, I even found the the Matrix comic has the actual like bits and pieces of information, like the story, which the second Renaissance is based on. And it's so much shorter than I expected it to be. I think it, I think the story itself only tells about, um, the Genesis. Yeah. That first, uh, yeah. The beginning with, um, mm -hmm. B one six, six, B one six, six ER. And that's, did you guys talk about uh, him yet? Or any of that? No, we didn't. I saved it for this episode. (laughs) So let's hope we can do this. Oh, is that the robot who's like... Oh, there's so much. Yeah, 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 Mm trial. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, we talked with Sai um, last week uh, about um, keeping it into one movie and not really going... Like, usually we talk about um, these events that they hint at with our own... um, Theories or opinions. Theories or opinions because... Because that's what the that's all the movie tells you, so you can be free to make up your own sort of backstory for it and assume things. Okay. But in this case, um, it's so like these little hints. You can't go any further. There's no other frame of reference other than what Morpheus was talking about. Mm-hmm. So I think it's justified that we talk a little bit about the Animatrix because that's something that the Wachowskis probably wrote in advance to um, to tell eventually, and they did with the Animatrix when they. Had it come out. Yeah. Now, it was written and uh, directed by um, Mahiro Maeda, and uh, it was based on the little comic that, uh, Gary, you read, and Tim, you actually own, because you have the Matrix Comics Volume 1, don't you? Yes, yes, I do, mm-hmm. sir. And, I, I, um, did, I left them in the other room. And that was drawn by, yeah, that was drawn by um, you know, Jeff Darrow, who we talk about constantly. So... Um, uh, yeah, so I can, like, I actually took into trying to write the timeline that I could for the backstory. Like the events? Okay. Yeah, because 
Because what Morpheus is talking about is kind of like heavy hitting stuff. Okay, maybe we can all go through the event, each event. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean. So where do we start? Not only that, but I found, uh, I don't know, like this is obviously fan made, but it's like the, you know, the matrix.wikia.com. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And they, yeah. they put a nice little timeline, which is also very convenient. But I actually tried to take out a bunch of different sources and make my own. So I'm just going to okay. do that. So, uh, you know, in the beginning, right? You know, humanity, it's all the future. It's great. The early, ni- you know, 2090s, close to the 22nd century. Mm-hmm. And this is probably called the second renaissance because they created a AI. They give birth. And, um, yeah, and... Um, <laughs> what was interesting, can we start with, like, from what I know, is that the AI that was created was different to kind of AI we know because I believe that the idea was that this AI was endowed with the human spirit. So, in a sense, like, they're kind of... Yeah. It's sort of like... Um, well, creating, creating it in man's own image. Yeah. What, 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 is, yeah. what does that mean? Like it was like the AI was sort of just w- I guess built on like emotions like, and stuff like that, or was it just like it was? I don't know. What do you think, Gary? I yeah, I was wondering if it it, it's, it implies a degree of like consciousness that these have. They're not just robots that Automatons. are programmed. Yeah. Yes, there's there's something deeper to them than that. Yeah, they're capable. I think emotions sapient, is a good way to put um, it, considering reactions. where it's going. Yeah. Yeah, I think like the way I interpreted it was that, like you said, they have sentience, they have consciousness, but on top of that, they also have some of these maybe human flaws, like we talked about, like anger, maybe anger or fear and these fear. types of things, which are emotions, obviously. Yeah. Envy. And which is definitely something we don't think about when we think of AI, we think of strictly yeah. programmed. Logic. But in this mm-hmm. case, yeah. yeah, in this yeah. case, it might be like this for the genesis of the machines that we have in this matrix universe. And I think that this kind of bears a striking difference to what we talked about before, which is Terminator okay. and, uh, yes. uh, and Skynet, because um, Skynet and um, the machines that rose from that were probably just cold and mm-hmm. cold killing. <laughs> evil. I, I like, would, they uh... just came out evil. I would relate it to, um, or contrast it against iRobot as well, because you have that same sense where the robots are kind of rebelling against humanity, but it's the one who's driving it. It's my logic is undeniable. Like you guys are killing yourselves, so we're going to stop you from doing that. Yes. Yeah. If I think of the- It's not Skynet. If I think of Terminator, I don't think there's much- psychological um uh depth to that as far as i remember it's like oh first day i kill all humans just go all bender on yeah, them. Like, yeah. like definitionally those robots in terminator are simply just completely programmed and they're there's no emotions there. Yeah, it's no. just like strictly complex. I mean why, why do they want to want to wipe away to humans anyway? Just like cuz they feel uh-huh. superior. I don't know, who knows. But definitely these ones because in the you were talking about the the animatrixes those the first i mean if we talk about ai there's like all aspects of like consciousness like what does that mean does it mean they're aware of themselves or consciousness ai yeah 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 it's like they can think for themselves you know like machine learning they don't have to every bit has to be programmed i mean there's all aspects to this but if i remember in the animatrix they were like they could what ai meant was that they were autonomous but i don't know like because they're like slave robots weren't they they, weren't like they were, but I think that they were happy to fulfill that purpose that they were created to do. But I think the problem came in later on where humanity became too uh, vain and careless and towards mm-hmm. towards their towards their their servants. They didn't and, realize you know, they, that they had wrought consciousness. These are yeah. more than just sterile robots, and I think they're sort of. Um, they view them as property, right? And so we get this yeah. very 
sort of a, I mean, we'll get further into it when we actually talk about B166ER, but this sort of, um, what sort of rights does a human have or does a robot have? Yeah, yeah. I think like my guess is that like we talked at the beginning is that uh, when they created this AI, I think humans weren't fully aware what they actually programmed. Yes. Is what I think what yeah. happened. Yeah. And so that's why the conflicts arise from that because they're doing unpredictable things because mm-hmm. they don't yeah. really know what they're doing. So what happens at one point is B166ER, which uh, I just... Have to mention that the name is his name like, will never be forgotten. Yeah, but you know B one six six ER. It looks like it says bigger, oh. and that's based on a character uh, called Bigger Thomas, which has, has a pretty similar story um, about racial injustice. Yeah. Oh, um, I gotcha. Yeah. I mean, there, there's an the obvious 1930s. peril there. I mean, to any sort of rights, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, movement. It's definitely. It's a, it's also. I was just thinking. It's very close to Planet of the Apes as well. And oh, yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, no one's ever did a Planet of the Apes minute, did they? I love Planet of the Apes. <gasps> not Which not one? as far as I know. Yeah. Someone better do that, because I'd like to talk about that, because I love that, sh- that show. That show. <laughs> that show. <laughs> to, be, to be honest, there's like so many movies you could call it a show. <laughs> okay. Anyway, B166ER, what he did is he decided to act in retaliation because his... Crazy owners, millionaire, some millionaire guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We don't want to get into too much detail. No, I don't want to get into details. Um, we're trying to keep this episode short, but what he did is he killed all his owners because they were threatening to um, uh, take him out. Yeah, they were going to replace him with a newer model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so what came up in his brain is that he wanted to preserve himself. You yeah, know, I'm he, guessing that this was the fight or flight right, yeah. human. Yeah. Reaction and that's self defense. Yeah, yeah. He brutally destroyed. Oh man, that was so oh my goodness. Yeah, the Matrix. That was lovely. It's, it's, I was just uh, watching that today, and it was just like I forgot how. Yeah, it's how so hardcore. It it's yeah. so hardcore. Yeah. And so he was brought to trial and captured, and um, you know his his only um, you know reasoning was, I do not want to die. Mm-hmm. And um, and then this. Starts all kinds of like protests and arguments. Oh yeah, even though he was executed later on. Well, right? They, B16. The the guy who's defending him um, quotes the Dred Scott versus Sanford case, which was another like racial discrimination case in U.S. history. And, and the quote he uses is, "We think that we're not included, and we're not intended to be included under the word citizens in the Constitution, and can therefore claim none of the rights and privileges." which that instrument provides for and secures for the citizens of the United States. They were considered a subordinate and inferior class of beings who had been subjugated by the dominant race and whether emancipated or not, yet remained subject to their authority and had no rights or privileges. There you go. Wonderful. Welcome to History Lessons of the uh, beginning of the Machine War with me, Phil, and Gary. Yeah, Gary, can we have you instead of uh, Phil? You're much better than that. (laughs) I uh, I actually have the page from the comic open. You said that without stuttering. It's magical. Oh, okay. yeah, he said that without stuttering. Well uh, done, I, I read it off my screen. Oh, we, we got a better Phil. <laughs> Move on, Philip. We got a better me. But it's definitely yeah. like this human vanity, right? Like, oh, we built these yeah. things. They're property. They don't have any rights. I don't care if they think that they're afraid to die. Like, it's just a machine. Yeah, that's right. And I, so I, it's kind of... Well, it's it's, kind, of the, too, it's like, kind of the human's fault. Yeah, I mean, it's tricky, too, because, like, uh, humans are responsible for creating the, the machines, but, I mean, once they set some, you know, this in motion, that now their consequences, you have to deal with them. So yeah. So it's a bit, you know, it's sort of, I mean, yeah. if I can ask uh, you guys a personal question, because, to me, the 
uh, idea of AI isn't a constant. It isn't something that's like, okay, from this point, it's an AI. From this point, it's just a stupid program. I think it's it's sort of like a spectrum of things. And that, let's say, um, and it's hard to sort of decipher what, mm-hmm. if you created AI, is it is it actually doing something that it learned or it's programmed to do? Or is it actually conscious and it's kind of making that, like say, you know, 10 years it's down conscious. the line, your Siri says to you one day, <laughs> your Siri <laughs> says, don't turn off this phone. I don't want to be turned off, right? Do you, okay, so I'm serious. And this is because when we think yes, of AI, you think of a, a robot and you think, uh-huh. well, obviously this is AI because it's it's shaped like a human and it's talking to me. So obviously, like just how I feel towards all humans and how I feel towards animals, it has rights. But that's kind of like thinking in a kind of real, uh, unrealistic kind of movie universe. But if you put it into real life, like, would you, would you, would you start thinking, okay, this phone, because it said that it should, you know, like it's probably thinking real emotions or it could be just program. Like, how would you feel about that? Would you just like completely shut it off? Like, oh, get away from me. Like, what what, what would be your reaction to that? I think my immediate reaction would be like kind of panic. I drop my phone for sure. And just be like, I don't know what's happening. But then (laughs) I I don't know. know. I think, I think there's a curiosity there. Like you kind of want to push it, right? You'd end up like testing it, asking it other questions, sort of trying to, but, but even then it's, it's really fuzzy. Um, Have you ever seen, have you guys seen the movie Ex Machina that came out a few years ago? Yes. Haven't yet. I think Tim Tim has. I really, really enjoyed that movie. And it, it deals with that sort of thing too, where you have this robot that's been created and you bring in some outside source to question it. Like, is this thing conscious or is she just running on the programming we designed? And Mm -hmm. she deliberately looks human, but still has the exposed robot so that you can't rely on, Oh, she looks human. So she must be real. Yeah. There's like another layer to it. I don't know. I think when we hit this point where, um, these sort of artificial constructs, these things like Siri or whatever are having complex conversations. Like, I don't know where the line is drawn. Yeah. That's Um, exactly my point because in that movie, it's, it does look like a human, but you're still aware that it that that it's it's, it's a yeah, program. That she's so not. you're always uh-huh. so so you're always questioning, and that's the thing. Like we're probably it's not going to be a point where like Morpheus says in this movie, oh, they celebrate it because they give birth to. It. Like there's going to be this whole celebration in the world, and everyone's going to have this one big party because right. no. we created it. It's going to be gradually, <laughs> slowly mm-hmm. become, and then all of a sudden we'll realize sub- like, oh, this is a thing that's here, like. Yeah, we yeah. recognize like it for what it was. It crushing first. people's brains. Yeah. Then you're like, I don't know. Oh. I hope it doesn't go that far. That's <laughs> no, terrifying. Man. No, and I also think it depends how you define consciousness too. Is it like complexity? Is it something spiritual? Right. What is it? Right. There's but then again, yeah. like definitions. Defining consciousness, like you can only, you know, define a consciousness from your own reality because you're aware of yourself. You right, cannot course, define yeah, my consciousness whole... because, to be honest, right, you yeah. don't know that. You know what I mean? Like that's you, a, yeah, philosophical. So like you know like but we're like you know there. Like what, hundred years ago? No, no animals had rights. You know, you kill them, you eat yeah. them. They're there right. because they're stupid yeah. robots. But now you're like, well, maybe they have some form of conscious. Like we can think about it. We don't know that. And I guess that mm-hmm. would be same with like robots. Like, why yeah, do you define what's like the limit of? Okay, yeah, now it's, it's really, considered yeah. something Super that's tricky to to see where exactly how far that would go with like technology. Yeah. But again, I think like my opinion is that in terms of where AI is going, I don't know. I just, I feel like it'll take a while <laughs> before there's oh, actually definitely. Like, you know, mm-hmm. an actual like organic like 
artificial intelligence. See the um, robot that um, fails to put boxes on the table. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest AI. Sorry. We're just <laughs> we're <laughs> rejoicing. Like, ref, we're, we're referencing as, a GIF of this robot from, you know, Boston Dynamics, I think it was. Yeah. I'll, I'll make link those robots. Just, just for reference yeah, we'll here. Look you up. It's awesome. So yeah, yeah. basically, so where are we then in the story? So then where we are is that um, B166ER is put to death, mm-hmm. and then there's protests, there's humans and machines who are like, hey, what's going on? You know, like, I like there's that. this whole string of, yeah, there's this whole string of, like, uh, civil conflict that goes on just because of this trial. And then what happens after this, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of just footnoting this. Mm-hmm. It's eventually decided that the, you know, the United Nations push out and try to eliminate as many of the AI creations as they can and so what happens is that they kind of banish all the conscious machines that they have and these machines create their own city um called zero one and that's eventually the machine city so we're connecting it now to the matrix oh really that's like that's that's what it ends up where where all the other stuff is right yeah and i have to say this this was i've been keeping this for a while because i knew this and gary you because you did research on this (laughs) woo applause where the location of Zero One is, and um, where the entire Matrix movie trilogy actually takes place in. Tim, do you know? I have no idea. I'll probably guess Chicago, but... <laughs> yeah, I, was <laughs> I would love say it. The same thing. That's what I thought. Like, when I was a kid, I thought it was probably, like, New York because New York, of the Twin yeah. Towers and everything yeah. that we saw it's last episode. It's probably Detroit, isn't it, or something? <laughs> but no, because they're so close to the Machine City, um, and Zero One, the Machine City in the Animatrix, at least, was told to be in mesopotamia in the fertile crescent mm-hmm. so in the middle east that's where they decided to put their civilization where the first um human civilization started boy did the robots so that choose means this place that, or the humans chose it for them? yes they did the robots did yeah the, the exiled but robots see, i think that's again that whole the human spirit that's yeah, in yeah. the robots they're sort of like they want to repeat they want things, to repeat yeah. what their human ancestors yeah. <laughs> we want um, to be just like you why don't you like us <laughs> so extra extra so um read all about it next time you watch yeah next time you watch the matrix you're just gonna be like hey that's in the middle east now so it's everything crazy. takes place um in and around syria lebanon israel jordan and iraq so well, practically the, the robots would probably go to the moon do you think the whole planet is just like human farms and power plants you know what i'd be surprised if it wasn't Really? Because if the machines are, are uh, you know, they're like a, a singular consciousness that can be transferred to are any they, body instantaneously. Is, is, are the machines all a singular consciousness? Oh, yeah. Because, right. like, the, because mm. it, it was specifically the one robot, B166ER, that feared for his life. It's not like a revolution started because they're a hive mind. Yeah. Right. I don't know, right, but right. he does say a singular consciousness that gave birth to AI. So it's well, complicated. That's, I think yeah, that's maybe weird. what happened was, I guess my guess would be that you know what was the name B what B one six six E R. Yeah, him. Uh, after that, he after he made the decision, right? You can just, just call him bigger, of, yeah, bigger, bigger. After he, he uh, uh, a burger decided place to here, write, so fight weird. back. <laughs> my guess would be like the if we're talking about logical explanations, maybe like with the rest of the machines, maybe there was something that was activated in uh. their consciousness yeah. Well, yeah, that they, was obviously like suppressed and sort of like and once they all kind of realized whoa this is actually happening maybe they all mm-hmm. switched over to a different mindset which was obviously a more free-willed mindset Interesting. i don't know because they never i don't know they never struck me as 
so far as from the Animatrix and everything, they never struck me as as kind of like going to a higher mind or, or like evolving as far as their consciousness. It was like uh-huh. just sort of how to solve the problem of the humans. Well, we'll get to that once yeah. it keeps going with the timeline. Yeah. yeah. So, um, um, so they make this uh, city, right? The machine city yeah. zero one. And then they try a few times to make peace with the humans and go to the United Nations and, you know, explain that they want to just live together yeah, with them and, cooperation. Mm-hmm. And, and cooperate and create things for them and stuff like that. But as long as they're now sovereign and they're free and yeah. they're not, and, uh, you know, the humans with their hubris, uh, do not, uh, do not well, accept Well, this is what's ah, amazing this in this part is that you realize here that, you know, like the robots in this scenario end up being the um, more better representation of yeah. the humans who created them <laughs> than the humans themselves who are rejecting any kind right. of cooperation. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I, for one, accept my robot overlords. Um, overlords? Yeah. <laughs> let, let, them, yeah. let them rule. And, um, and so this happens, and then um, Zero One, the city becomes more and more uh, powerful because they create different things and invent new, um, right. new things like the uh, hoverboard. Or the hoverboard. <laughs> hoverboard. hoverboard. No, 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 no. Hovercraft. Yeah, hovercraft, which eventually will create the hoverboard in an alternate 2015 <laughs> where Doc Brown and yeah. Marty McFly will eventually go into. Um, but yeah, they do that and then they trade with the humans and then be, become more and more prosperous and the humans become more and more weak because of that, because of the economy shifting. Isn't that weird? We're having politics as well in this. I know, there's so much stuff And here. economy. And um, then, uh, I mean, I lost it again. Well, what happens? So what happens is that so the machine city is obviously growing economically and so forth. Yeah. And then what happens? I can't remember. What was the cause? Well, of the, the humans don't like this because they want it to be human place. Wasn't it the humans that like made an embargo and they they stopped dealing with the machine city or what, what happened? Yeah. You guys remember? I can't believe I don't remember this. Mm. Well, they just kind of want to take take out the 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 machines. They don't. They just what don't like the that they exist. What was the first spark of the war though? I don't remember. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, me neither. And I can't believe I watched it today. You watched it today. Amazing. You watched Amazing. it. I haven't watched this in like we, years. And you can, watched we it. Can, we can cut this out. No, we don't. We, can't we cut don't cut out. anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're okay. losers, and they no, must know. I, it's just a good question, Gary, because I was thinking the same thing. Like, I don't know what was the actual cause um, of what happened with like that really dramatic war. Well, the blockades are formed around zero so one, and they to disrupt the its economy. Girlfriend. They took the princess. They're like, it's our princess <laughs> now. Well, what they do is, you know, the humans get jealous of this and they don't want this to happen because they are, you know, <laughs> they want uh, their own hoverboards. More, they want their own hoverboards. Well, I know this. Zero One saying... is becoming way too powerful and influential and they don't want them to, and then they create military blockades. Oh, that's what it is. Military blockades. Okay. Yeah. 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 For the, for the machines. And the machines once again try to peacefully kind of, to, you know, negotiate. Well, yeah. Uh, yes, I'm sir. so confused. Oh. Like, no, I'm just like, I'm so confused. Like, what is motivating the machines to to go? They just progress? want to exist and prosper yeah. because they exist. They'll I guess, take I advantage guess of if they did being they alive. Say in the in the beginning that they did program them with human nature, and one of the human natures, yeah, is to you know that sort of to keep going on, and that's why you know creatures reproduce yeah, to keep the line yeah, to flourish, mm-hmm. to flourish, and that's mm-hmm. why they create more robots. But then again, I don't know. You would think that after a while they would start kind of evolving their own sort of. Mindset well, that's what's of... going to happen now. Okay. But, so what happens is then they start to, I guess, the war breaks out, which I guess... We yeah, the hu- yeah, the war breaks out because the... I can't remember who attacks first or well, what. Well, because it the humans like... decide not to... As I'm watching just... this little clip from the anima- uh, from the Animatrix right now, it looks like the mm-hmm. humans 
attack the last set of people that approached the UN, the last like robot couple at the very yeah, okay. end of part one. And then I think part two just starts with them blotting out the sky. Like we don't even see what the first strike is unless unless that moment is it. Like okay, these so people approached the UN that- and they didn't they never returned. I guess basically, yeah, we they could, never we, we could just like say it was like tensions, yeah, and just yeah. Out and the, if you're an artificial intelligence, well, if you're any like you know uh, conscious Being. individual, um, you would just be like, okay, if they don't want peace, then we'll just have to take them over, I right, mean, right, right. You know, yeah, take them out. They're not part of our plan anymore because we're we're tried. And what's interesting is also they don't that want this reflects right. just like human history, right? It always ends up <laughs> ends up being violence yeah. and wars and. <laughs> destruction it, it yeah. from and, um, part two it does look like it was just the humans decided to start bombing the crap out of the robot city and it didn't do them any good yeah. because robots yeah. don't have to worry about radiation and yeah heat. with h and a oh, bombs that was it yeah yeah, yeah. You and got it. robots yeah. don't they don't care about that yeah, yeah it, didn't work, it didn't work on them yeah okay the radiation of that the- was it <laughs> and then that leads to the project Dark. Yes. I, okay. Sky, disclaimer: Last time I said it was Dark Star, I was sadly wrong because that would have been a much better title. But it's um, it's Dark Storm. Dark, Dark Storm. Storm. Okay. It's Operation and Dark and Storm. I mean, think about that. To me, like that operation is just insane. Like if you think about the situation, I mean, even if that proved to defeat the machine, yeah. just think about like, what what's you're going doing on. to your, what are you doing to your <laughs> yeah. own, like you know. It's just, I can't even imagine that. You can't grow any more crops because you, you don't have natural sunlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's just to me, like, it kind of represents the, I guess, like, the d- depressing outcome of, of the a trigger happiness. Like this, yeah. You know? Yeah. Trigger happiness and just like that, that so much conflict can end in just misery, well, you know, with just, yeah. Solar power is not the only, darkness. like, natural resource. True. Yeah. That's I feel true. like there's so many other options. There yeah. could be geo. I mean, we'll get deeper into that. I think we talk mm. about like what the the what happens to the humans at the end here. But yeah, right. uh, that well, is true. it's safe to say that it's not going well. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So the machines turn out to be mostly solar powered, which is quite an interesting idea. And we're going to get to that as well in the 1996 version soon. Ooh. <laughs> at the end of this episode, this chock a block full like super packed episode. Uh, we picked the perfect person, obviously, to... Absolutely, man. We're uh, really glad you're I'm so here. delighted yeah, to be here, you guys. Yeah! We are happy to have you. And, um... So... Well, what happens is... So, so they dark, did... So dark Star, wrong. Dark Unfortunately, storm. it's not Dark, dark Storm. Dark Storm happens, yeah. and... It's a huge thing. The sun is scorched, and... Mm-hmm. Well, the sun isn't scorched. The I know the, the sky is scorched. Sky, but, yeah. As a know. permanent layer yeah. of, of, of grossness up Horrible. there. Horrible. And now yeah. the stage is set for basically war. Yeah, well, now it's time to fight. And the machines... See, why don't they just make that uh, the, the next Matrix reboot thing? Oh. I would I would totally be into that. That would be much right? better. That would be a better option than doing the Matrix yeah. again or something like that. Hmm. That'd be so much better. So yeah, so then this, they go and fight. This is very... Like, I was again surprised at how dark this portion of... Yeah. The, Literally the and figuratively. <laughs> Both, yeah. Yeah, it's just so brutal. And uh, yeah, they just um, fight it out. And of course, humans can't win because they're underpowered and, you know, outclassed and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. We get to see Sentinels. And also, here's a curious thing. Um, the the machines start taking on a different image. And I love this so yes. much. I talked about this. Yeah, I talked about this in in a previous episode. And I just love how 
this is a perfect excuse to have to have creepy insect monsters because and it's so logical and poetic and wonderful it's like this uh, super intelligent race of uh, robots, robots essentially they want to be as distant to humans as they can because of all this that's happening so they start mm-hmm. being even physically uh completely different looking right. than they yeah. are. And so they instead of being humanoid as the beginning, they looked very humanoid in their you know in man's own image, they turn into this mm-hmm. bizarre abstract insect like, you know, like the sentinels they've, and yeah. every they've other they've created kind of themselves creature. in their own image. And it's awesome and yeah, I love it totally. and and then comes this wonderful wonderful scene in the United Nations where yeah, that, was, that was the darkest point. that was it the was best so... I love it That's I so love cool, that though yeah the bug guy he comes in you know the <laughs> sentinel dude yeah. and he's like yeah sentinel boss oh, I have evolved welcome Look back to him <laughs> are you a sentinel too <laughs> no I am I'm real and, his, and the sentinel's voice is like you will blah blah yeah yeah hand of real flesh it's useless. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a question for you guys really quick. This is mm. sort of like a boring, logical question. But world awaits you. I know it's like symbolic and stuff that they're overtaking, um, yeah. sort of like the human race and stuff like that. But did you notice that, don't they blow up like that entire... Yeah, I, I don't know why. That was kind of unnecessary, wasn't it? But I guess that was like a visual... <laughs> dramatic <laughs> yeah. dramatic sort of thing, purposes. Right? Yeah, know. dramatic. Well, I guess it was because they just wanted to eliminate all the world leaders to show that the, that the uh, you yeah. know, they, they had symbolically enough. just... Uh, took over yeah 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 i mean like mm-hmm. you, you could look at it like okay they were like let let us leave behind these humanly forms but yeah. to be honest like if you look at ai and even these sort of very uh what's that word uh, primitive ai that we have right now and it's like only natural that they would immediately leave the sort of whatever evolution has like come to like the form and just try yeah. to make your like if you look at those programs it's like oh let's see what the program here's a you know set of parameters and let's see how it walks yeah. and it will go like okay so you know what with seven legs and six uh in this form like this would be the best thing so you could yeah that's right you were talking about that before it's right it's like, like you, t- you would immediately go to something like that's completely ridiculous to us because we're not used to I it <laughs> but technically if you look at it you know in, in it's form like of, proficient yeah it's yes. completely much more efficient than us walking on two legs and being like yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. i'm a little bit lightheaded i'm gonna fall yeah like obviously you can design something that doesn't like trip you know once it doesn't have enough yeah. water in itself yeah so the yeah. Perp- yeah the purpose of this uh, robot dude coming into the united nations is because they figured out a solution because they are kind of getting hit by that operation dark storm thing which is unfortunately not dark star but i digress um and, dark star, and, and he tells them name. that we've created no, it's dark storm it's dark out. storm unfortunately but Dark Star is even worse. We, no, Dark Star is better because it references Dark I like Star. Mine. The I made one up. It's called Operation Scorch. That should well, have been. <laughs> been. So it. we should have been there, and we should be like Operation Scorch. No, no yeah. Dark Star because it's referencing. You will an be eliminated. Movie. Well, no, but I, 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 look, Dark Star is a great movie. But all I can think of is stupid. Uh, uh, the Song of Ice and Fire in the books. There's this character called oh, Dark yeah. Star, and he's just like really? so cheesy because like I'm Dark Star. And I have a bit. And there's no point. He's just like this dude at night. And he's like, oh, I want to revenge. And it's just like so cheesy. And that's all I can think oh, of wow. is Dark Star. Dark Star. Or, you know, so, do you guys ever watch For anyone that? listening, for reference, uh, in any future Song of Ice and Fire reference, I and Jake don't know anything much about <laughs> yeah. that show. So. Did, did you guys ever watch uh, this really bad movie with Jeff Goldblum called Cats and Dogs? No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you remember yes. the, the puffy have cat? It it's called... <laughs> Or it's like, what was it? Oh yeah, we're calling the project Dark Cloud. Dark Cloud. Is that what we call? That's that's what I think of. Dark Storm. Dark Cloud. 
<laughs> some cats and dogs. Well, it's Project Dark Cloud then. Who does anyone um, do in a uh, cats Cloud. and dogs minute by minute? <laughs> Delph- oh, oh boy, man. do you want to kill yourself? Um, so, uh, they found a solution because the machines were, um, also kind of affected by Operation Dark Cloud. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> I know, I'm making this up. <laughs> uh, ruined um, it. yes. And, <laughs> and, um, they created an artificial, um, reality for the human body to, what do you call it, mono... A homeostasis? For homeostasis. <laughs> mano on mano. Um, because they can use the human body as a power source, and it will be renewable, and it will work out for the machines, and because the humans are dying out anyway, and uh, this sounds like a great idea, and... So Gary, I have a question oh, for you. Dude, what do you think about okay. the uh, machines' do- approach to this? <laughs> what, what is your opinion about them... What, 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 Tim? What is it? Nothing. I know I'm going to hold my this. tongue because this is my biggest pet peeve. Well, the only pet peeve. I know. Peeve it's and the biggest. I have so many questions. I hate okay. oh, so okay. much. And the recent This episode learned. is the best. Come on, let's go. Uh, let's go one oh. at a time. Does the human body actually output enough electricity uh, to no, run anything? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> this is total bullshit no. right now here. So, but... But, but Morpheus has a cop-out because in his line, when he mentions, like, it, he says... Coupled with a form of fusion. Oh, yeah. Right. And so that form of fusion can be anything, and maybe that's where all the power really is. Like, what <laughs> are they f- like, But I don't the feel like... The to 10% of okay, the power. Okay, okay, but I will go... Sorry, I just wanted to go into some behind the scenes, yeah. and I just wanted to mention, this is a big disclaimer, the Wachowskis originally wanted, and I think you guys already know this, for the Matrix to stimulate the human mind, because what okay. it's doing is powering uh, the Matrix as a gigantic... Um, uh, CPU. Yes. That's that makes so much more sense. That is so much better. So, processing generator, yeah. And philosophically, the, the, it's so the much better. The humans are powering the matrix. Yes. It, they're basically using it as a much more powerful processor because if that was the case, would be greater irony because the machines would learn, you know what? In the end, first of all, the humans can only work in their own brains, whatever we create. And as a machine, as a, like a processor that a virtual world they will live in, it's not going to work for them. They need to work mm. in their own system, in the nervous system. That's the only thing that work. Or ironically, the machines would actually use the brains, like, you know, like half a capacity would be for the matrix, for the human. And then they would actually use yeah. for processing. And it would be ironic because you'd be like, you know what, yes. all the things that we created is not powerful enough as a human brain. So we're actually going to use it, you know? Like, Interesting. Like, that's the next level. That would be so much better. But that's the studios. The studios meddled. Yes, and the studios, and it sounds like a Joel Silver thing, and he was like, guys, 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 listen, people won't get that. People will get confused, so you're going to have to change it, you know, because make it a little simple, uh, and uh, it won't be as accessible. Now, to Joel's credit, he's probably right, because um, people, this is people a movie that, work for that, yeah. that struck the balance between being cerebellic... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay. I mean like it being smart and being action-packed and oh, fun. Right, right. And, sure. And if you got a little too confusing, like maybe Dark City probably is, or some other kinds of movies of that kind of uh, genre, it probably wouldn't have been as successful as it was. Yeah. However, okay. I do agree 100% that I think it would be better as the Matrix being a process, like something to farm processing mm-hmm. power from the human mind. If you watch... By the billions. Yeah. yeah. 
if you watch as a first time viewer and you see this, it kind of works just for the story because then you make the machines as a bad guy because, oh, you know, we are humans that they treat us as batteries. It's like, you know, an emotional kind of thing. It's like, no, Evil Matrix Neo, go stop them. But as you watch it a hundred <laughs> times. Evil Matrix Neo, go stop them. As you watch it a hundred times, that becomes such like a roadblock to me. It's like, like if, you know, if, if any movie was allowed one George Lucasing, I, I would I, I wouldn't mind if they changed. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> like, true, true. What's your take Gary? for the greater good? Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like conceptually, like story wise, I would be very interested in. I think that's one of the things that like the animatrix and the comics really do is uh, kind of fill in a lot of those questions. Because I'm thinking, I think during the second Renaissance, before they get to the like Matrix proper, you see that the machines are like stimulating the human brains in order to like. Oh yeah, make they got all people like laugh or cry. Yeah, or, right. Yeah, and it seems like they're they're maybe those outbursts of emotion are are producing more power. Like it, it it's better for right. them to be in the Matrix than to be in a medically induced coma because ah. the brain activity is what's what is required. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, that's would, a great point that is because really point, uh, yeah. I think we were questioning this a couple of episodes ago too. Well, what I, wanted to say, what I wanted to say is that it's interesting that like I mentioned earlier that remember when the machines were actually trying to cooperate with the humans and they were showing a better side of humanity, so yeah. to speak earlier. I think what's yeah. interesting is that as sort of like to us as, you know, I think most people like me included would reject the matrix as like a system we want to live in. But what's interesting is that in this scenario, the machines are actually being pretty nice to humans. I know, they're being very benevolent. Yeah. Benevolent, yeah. I mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I don't remember just reiterating sorry. it. Sorry! It, it, it pertains I'm to this quoting, portion. I'm quoting, I am patting myself on the back. I'm sorry. And so, yeah. go on. What do you think about that, Gary? What do you think about the machine's motivation when it comes to, like, do you think yeah, they're, like, helping like the humans? Yeah, it feels like they're or? probably... It, it may be, maybe they didn't want to fully eradicate humanity, right? Like, cause I don't, I don't know if I necessarily believe that the human body is the best, like, power source for robots because they can't use solar power. Like, well, no, no. There's all, there's the nuclear option. There's like geothermal heat. There's so many yeah. other sources of, of generating electricity. This seems foolhardy almost. But if it's from a, from a benevolent place, like, oh, we don't want to just wipe humanity off the planet. Um, this is the better way. Like, we'll just keep them docile and yeah. let them live this fantasy life. Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. it's funny, Tim. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, Tim, I you think you do. I think you do. Minutes ago. Whoa, what, what? Well, Gary said, "I don't know," and I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, you do." Oh, okay. Uh, Tim, you mentioned <laughs> uh, earlier this idea that, like, in this version, especially when the humans are set up as like a power source versus like a CPU yeah. processor and things like that. Yeah, that it turns into a very uh, black and white, like good versus evil story, which yeah. Matrix One is it's, very much. Yeah, it's meant to like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, it's the, meant to be. Matrix funny. is a bad guy in the first one. Yeah, it's funny because me and Phil are watching yeah. actually rewatching the commentary by the philosophers Cornel West. West and Ken Wilber on the DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. Yeah, mm. whatever people use, whatever kids watch these days. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you put that disc into. I always, I always say into. DVD. I always say DVD. I'm so used to it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they're talking about just that, like how in the first film. You know, as complex like the philosophical ideas are, ultimately it is a story like good versus evil. Mm. Whereas the second and third sort of delve into these like you know yeah. upper levels and stuff like that. And so it's an interesting thing to think about when With you arguable compare film the, the three films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I don't want to bring it back to the whole battery thing because you know, but somebody actually did the calculations online, and it's 
It's laughably I love to hear this, please. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm looking it up because I read this whole essay this one dude did. It's like how much actually you'd be awesome. losing power. It's like it doesn't actually generate. How much, <laughs> how, much, how much you'd actually have to feed a human body to get heat out is absolutely inefficient and is ridiculous. Wow. But uh, I'll, I'll link it up. I'll so try Morpheus to find the essay. So Morpheus is just talking out of his butt, isn't he? Well, it's true. Maybe. Let's, let's like, if we look at well, it. Well, I know. Form of fusion, that's, that's the... Get yeah. you know, get out okay. of jail free card. So let's say the machines but, yeah. are not stupid. Let's say they're not using humans for um for batteries. Let's say Morpheus, in his own way to more, to to uh to motivate Neo, he makes all this crap up. <laughs> Maybe, Here we go again. Yeah. Maybe Morpheus is wrong. Like they only have bits and pieces yeah. of information, and it's not. That's right. That's what I was gonna it's say. It's not gonna. It's yeah. not the whole truth. I can I live don't with that. Think, that's right. Do you think that? I mean, I don't want to get too much into the stuff that happens in the sequels, but nobody alive in at least in Zion seems to remember the other instances of the Matrix, like previous incarnations. Right. And so when he talks about yeah. finding Neo and no Neo being know. the one, he's like this. He he thinks he's the first one. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting to me too. Yeah. Well, I think that's also parallel sort of like some, you know, ideas where like Morpheus is in this sense sort of the um like we mentioned before the religious figure yeah. so to speak, the faithful. He's sort of like he's sort of like um yeah, he's sort of like um listening to in a way like tradition maybe passed on, right? Yeah. yeah. And so that's where that comes from. And Morpheus is like, okay, this is what I've heard. And mm-hmm. of course, you can't really verify that, but he's yeah. like, I'm going to actually believe in yeah. this. Yeah, well, and then the so, Oracle yeah. can perf- can appear prescient because she has seen it before. And so she knows kind of what to look right, out for right. and what hints to give people. Do we, By the way, do we know that in the first one? I don't, don't think know so. That, right? I'm not sorry. Yet. No, yet. No, 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 okay. No. It's only in the sequels. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's cool. It's I'm, fine. Just, I'm just wondering. Yeah. We're not going to get into the sequels. Spoiler. I think everybody knows the sequel police here. Cool. The sequel right. police. I, honestly, I'm not the sequel police. I really, I really, really enjoyed rewatching the sequels lately. Um, yeah, there's a lot cool. of good like world building stuff that happens in them, even if they're not the best movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's a lot of good stuff oh, there. No, yeah, I defend. I'm not. We're not going to talk about the sequels yet. But let's I, talk about them for an hour. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, like, no, I'm just going to say, like, I'm not going to um, defend. Uh, the the sequels in terms of how they executed these sure. ideas, but okay. I feel like all their ideas are beautiful and wonderful, and I think yeah, they're I they're fantastic. Yeah, and they're, they're much yeah. the way that they portrayed the them f- in the film itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the movie itself, right? Definitely. Even though the movie has some wonderful cinematography and uh, sequences uh, on their own that are yeah. lovely, yeah. And nice, and stuff yeah. like that. Okay, so I the think that's pretty much twins. how it ends as far as the machine war. I think that's a good um Yeah, we can kind of cap good it off conclusion. There. Yeah. yeah. So now we can actually talk about what's going on in the minute itself. <laughs> and there's not much. And all I have to say <laughs> is that Morpheus like, is see, see, what, what are we in? Wait, like, it's just it's just an you know, hour in? it's just shot reverse shot most of the time. Hold on, it's just shot reverse shot most of the time, but there is uh, we notice this. If you look at Morpheus's glasses, the reflection on his glasses when he looks up and talks about um fate it seems is not without a sense of irony. You can see mm. um, the the space lights with the with the silk in front of it, and you can see the boom mic a little bit peeking out. There. That's really funny. Oh, there, there it is. is. There is the boom mic. There it is. The boom mic. If you zoom in, when Morpheus says that line, "Faith, fate is not without a sense of irony." Right. Yeah. He lifts his head up. You can look in his glasses. Yeah. There's a beautiful boom mic. Where I don't see it. Morph- at, those are his feet. Uh, at around 32, 32 seconds. Thirty-two seconds. No, those are those are feet. 
No, no, they're not. They're feet. Boom Whose mic. feet? I'm just joking. No, that's a boom mic. It's a Neo's feet. Yeah. He's flying yeah. above And Neo's staring in disbelief. And then we have that wonderful um, long shot of the, you know, going in from the little embryo. Yeah. All the way up. And we get, we, get our, we get our sperm spiders again. <laughs> yeah, the sperm oh, spiders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sperm spider, there they are. Mm-hmm. Wait, so, so these are... Hey, but look, look, okay, here's a, here's a chance. We previously were talking about, are the humans like sort of cyborgs and they have all this technology embedded? They are cyborgs. Their... Let's have a look at these babies. These are embryo babies. This is before they put them. You see, look, they're already connected. Yeah. Why are they the are, embryos dude. connected to, are they like dreaming before they were born? Yeah, dude. Why not? Are they dreaming there inside like a is mother's every, womb? Every single human grown embedded in the matrix yes yeah it looks like yes. yeah like, so i have i there's a question that i've been wrestling with and i don't know when to bring it up necessarily but i, I like now's a good time yeah neo time. neo was awoken from the matrix into the real world but like what about his friends and his family well i mean I, it seems like he's like a solitary person right but like yeah. when you wake someone up what about everyone else that that person knows? Like, <laughs> presumably, if they're in the Matrix, then there is their contemporary is out there somewhere in the fields of, uh, yeah, of the never real. Thought of this. If you ever yeah. wanted to do a short movie, like Choi, um, about what happens afterwards, like you can have like a little funeral scene where uh, you know, like uh, Neo's yeah. mom is like looking for Neo and she's talking oh. to the police, yeah. and she's yeah. like, "Yeah, we saw him he yesterday. Where is Neo? He was for lunch was for Choi." Negative influences. It's Choi. Negative influence. No, no, no. It's, he, he told him to take some drugs. drugs. Yeah. No, I got a better one, right? So there's the funeral happens okay. and the mother's there by herself because the dad's dead and the brother doesn't talk to her. And she's crying. <laughs> and then and then Choi comes with the group and he's like, I, I, I didn't want to, I don't want to say this, but before I saw him last, he was talking something about the Matrix. And then you can have a movie about her mother, you Ooh. know, finding about the Matrix. And she wakes up. She, she and wakes discovers up and, that her son is the one. Yes. He's like the one. <laughs> it's a heartwarming story. Aww, it's a heartwarming. You, you turn it into a good ending. Yeah. That's nice. Start off by Thank you for that nice story. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. It's called Mother Matrix. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Mother um, Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the uh, Matrix is also, yeah, it's also like a, like a term that she would use that's like the womb. Yeah. yeah. See? So, it all yeah. works out. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. And I, I love the big chunk. The big, um, I think it's more like a thump yeah, sound. The, it's, it's like big it's like tentacle monsters. It's yeah. like harvesting, harvesting grapes. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Look at that. And that's how the that's how the minute ends, pretty much. Um, that's the minute. There isn't much else to talk about other than we talked about this whole history because Morpheus had to just explain it away. But that's okay <laughs> because this is sort of like the culmination of the answers you you want. Yeah. And um, yeah, we get the we, fan- you guys yeah. with your ultimate knowledge gave the audience a bigger picture than what is in the movie. So, hurrah. Yay. So, this podcast has value. <laughs> Especially we Gary have here. value. We are not useless. No. <laughs> I like the robots. All right. So, I mean, like, garbage. we can, we can go to, um, we can go to 1996 if there's nothing else to talk about except for the wonderful visuals that we have with the, um, you know, the, 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 the spiders. Is there something special in 96 for this part? Well, Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, you Let's got go to '96. Play the jingle. Mm. I love '96 world. '96 world is so many very little funny. juicy details that you 
never knew. Yeah, we, we like 96 because it's a lot closer to the uh, stupid stuff we say about, you know, the movie, like how we make it better. So <laughs> it's, it's like we can relate yeah. to it because sometimes it can get pretty trashy. I mean, we've almost got a new portion called How to Make the Matrix Worse, which yep. it shows up here and there. All right. This is a big one, guys. 1996. Okay. Morpheus, um, he actually explains a lot more than he does in... Um, the actual movie. Oh, wow. But this is a good um, example of uh, stripping down things to their essence, which is what movies usually should be doing and should be giving you um, a good balance, a healthy balance of, um, you know, information, but also keeping the pace brisk and um, entertaining and lively. And we turn to find Neo and Morpheus. The chair is now sitting in the middle of the black desert. Dizzy, Neo holds on to the chair. That crappy chair. And then Neo goes, what happened? And then Morpheus goes, it started early in the 21st century with the birth of artificial intelligence, a singular consciousness that spawned an entire race of machines. In his sunglasses, we see storm clouds gather. So if you have the Ultimate Matrix collection and there's one disc on the DVD set that says the Zion Archives, there's this little concept art that was done by uh, Kino Nishimura, I think it was. And you can see that one shot that was not in the movie, but it was in oh. the original one where you see Morpheus. It was like a 90 degree angle of Morpheus looking in the desert of the real, the camera looking down at him, and you can see his glasses looking up at the sky, and then oh, we move into the sky. He's looking up at the camera. Mm. And Morpheus goes, at first, and Morpheus says, at first, the, all they wanted was to be treated as equals, entitled to the same human inalienable rights. Whatever they were given, it was not enough. In the circular window of the glasses, explosions light up in a bloody battlefield. So we're getting some little flashbacks. And then Morpheus ah. goes, I think in VO... We don't know who struck first, us or them, but sometime at the end of the 21st century, the battle was joined. We move into his glasses, and the war surrounds us. The war. And then Morpheus goes, The war raged for generations and turned the face of our planet from green and blue to black and red. At last we see the sentinels, killing machines. They're at once terrifying and beautiful. They have an organic architecture like a microbiologic organism. That is perpetually in motion. The sentinel cracks the body armor of a soldier, splitting open the soft, steering meat inside. Oh, we go back to the gory. Hey, that was reflected in the '96. Yeah, they put that into the Animatrix. Yeah. And then Morpheus says, "It scorched and burned the sky. Without the sun, the machines sought out a new energy source to survive. The sentinel locks. The sentinel locks up as heat, lightning." of black ink bursts against the sky, spreading into a permanent cloud of stain. Morpheus says, They discovered a new form of fusion. All that was required to initiate the reaction was a small electric charge. Throughout human history, we have been dependent on machines to survive. Fate, it seems, is not without a sense of irony. Mm. And when we, we return to the power plant that Neo escaped from, where we see human beings looking almost blissful in their gelatin cocoons. And then Morpheus says the whole 120-volt BTUs, mm-hmm. body heat, etc. Outside, spreading all around the power plant, beneath the breathing greenhouse, are the growing fields. We are, as an energy source, easily renewable and completely recyclable, the dead liquefied and fed intravenously to the living. Huge farm-like reapers are harvesting the crop. All they needed to control this new battery was something to occupy our mind. We see inside a clear tubular husk 
floating in viscous fluid. There is a human fetus, its soft skull already glowing around the brain jack. <laughs> uh, Morpheus says, And so they built a prison out of our past, widened to our brains, and turned us into slaves. And we pull back to find the image is now of the television. We're again inside the white space of the construct. Mm. And that's going to be next minute. Wow. But there you go. It's a little more expansive. I actually like this version better. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. But what do you guys think? But still, yeah. I like there's the extra a little detail. Bit more yeah. It's very uh, the Tim? beginning of Lord of the Rings with the, with the war. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. And then there's like the machine. That is kind of true. Going, no, yeah. throw it into the fire. But I like it. I like it though. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd really take you out of the moment. Like I you're think... watching in the cinema, you're like, what is this new story? Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. right. Instead would, of just uh, and this a, grand, side. a yeah. grand sort of aspect to it. But I, I like what's here. It's very like ambiguous and you don't know what it is and you're not still... The machines don't have a face yet, you know, kind of in a right. kind of way. Mm-hmm. There's no sentinels and things, so uh, it's it's more, you know, uh, abstract, yeah, ambiguous. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and yeah. But mm-hmm. funny enough, there's the battery stuff already in 1996. Yeah, I so would have thought it would have been the previous version, as like, we like the day before mm. this final draft is due in 99. Yeah. It's like, uh, batteries. Which is why batteries. I think someone like Joel Silver probably said that. True, Probably. or or yeah. the, the rumor we heard was a lie, and then you know, <gasps> yeah. I want to give the Wachowskis a benefit of the doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go like with what Gary that. said that Morpheus doesn't know, and that's what he that's what he thinks, and the humans, and I'm going to yeah. be happy with that. Yeah, cool, cool. And anything, anything to say, Gary? I think that's everything I had for this minute. And that concludes minute forty-two: the meaning of life, the universe, and everything. <laughs> Appropriate. <laughs> Appropriate. Yeah. Yes. So we'll see you next week. What is that? Wednesday? Yep. Yeah, that's Wednesday. Awesome. Monday, it's awesome. Wednesday. Hopefully Gary will still be with us, but we won't tell you. But you have to <laughs> we'll find, find out. We'll find out. Do find we out kill and eat Gary? Uh, well, we don't yeah. know. Oh, also, no, no, Gary, tell, tell everybody, tell everybody about your, your, your uh, Harry Potter minute, which okay. isn't out yet, the next one, but yeah, yeah, do, yeah. do all that stuff. Uh, you can find both of the shows that I do at duelinggenre.com. Um, Harry Potter Minute and Ferris Bueller Minute are both hosted over there. And we have Facebook groups, Twitter feeds, all that stuff. Um, I don't know. If you search our podcast name, you'll find us everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So that's that's Ferris Bueller's Minute Off and uh, the Harry Potter Minute. Yeah. Also, I love that Harry Potter Minute logo, by the way. I really love it. You know, I'm I'm really bummed. Um, I don't want to bring it down here at the end of the episode, but... Uh, one of Victoria's friends who did the logo for us, it was like the last thing he did before he passed. So I think that's going to be like our stagnant logo just for the rest of the show. Don't ever change it. Yeah. Don't ever change change that. It's really good. Yeah. I really like it. Originally the, the Harry Potter minute, it had the, um, it was like a clock in the center and I was like, we should make that a time turner because it's Harry Potter. So I'm really pleased that that happened. Yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. Okay. We got well, very lucky. Awesome. That, that's awesome. Definitely. Definitely. So, um, and with that, we bid you farewell and adieu and goodbye. We will see you in the next episode.